Welcome to the In Defense of Ska podcast. There's a lot of like, okay, well, you like Ska named three bands that aren't the boss tones. I'm your host, Aaron Carnes, music journalist and author of the book In Defense of Ska. And I'm your co-host, Adam Davis, veteran Ska musician from the bands Omnigon and Link 8. On our show, we aim to push back on the mainstream's negative perception of Ska music. There are so many great untold stories throughout the history of Ska. The show features interviews with everyone from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones to Fishbone, Fall Out Boy singer Patrick Stump, and the police drummer Stuart Copeland. Join us on In Defense of Ska from the Consequence Podcast Network. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. Summertime and the living is easy. Oh, can you feel it? Can you smell it? Can you breathe it? Is it in your blood yet? Bonnaroo's lineup is out. It is the glory. glory. It's the most glorious day of the year. It is the most amazing feeling in the world to look at it on your computer screen, to hold it in your hand, to see it on your phone, and then be able to talk about it with your best friends and lose your mind on Twitter about it, which is what I'm doing right now. (laughs) You said earlier it's the first time that we've done this that we all kind of... In the last like four years, I think we've we've done this uh, together, and at least at yeah. least one of us thought, eh, "I'm not." Yeah, not that was sure. okay. That was okay. Immediately, it was, yeah. "OMG, bro!" Right? Are you kidding me? There yeah. is not a second line of this lineup that is not as good as any first line of any other lineup. That's how strong. Like w- where we lose our our minds is you look at the the. The, the reddits and you see time after time after time you you all everybody gets the headliners we get the headliners yep. but then we never know what's happening on the second line and we always take that second line and we're like i you know what i don't know if this is for me yeah i just don't <laughs> it's think okay. That this is okay there's this one is, or two uh, in I there no, i'll go but i just don't know this year this is just i don't know how you look at these second lines if you put take out the first line of every day and just do second lines, you have got a festival that is as good as any in the country. Well, we've been sitting here waiting on it for several hours. Thank you to the guys at AC and Big Hassle for getting it to us early, as they always do. But we've been waiting, you know. And then when we got it, we've had it, what, 20, 25 minutes? Barely, yeah. And uh, we had to take a break. I had to kind of gather our senses. I had to gather myself. So I'm still trying to digest it yeah. as we speak. And it just, it's deep. It hits on so many different yeah. genre levels, so many different age demographics. Can, I mean, this is, this is really gold. Can you gold. tell that we are excited? I'm Brad Steiner. <laughs> that's Barry Corder. And we're joined by uh, Camp Nutbutter regular Brian Stone, host right. of the uh, least listened to podcast in the history of podcasting. Well, uh, I don't really a podcast, do it anymore, actually. So. A, a podcast not about Bonnaroo. <laughs> Not for Bonnaroovians. That is us, the podcast for Bonnaroovians by Bonnaroovians, Barry Quarter and Brad Steiner. Now, um, uh, welcome to Lineup Day, by the way. Welcome and to Lineup Day. I'm very excited and happy to be here. This is fun. This is yeah, big time. Thanks for joining us. Like like we've done this, the three of us, four years, maybe even five. Tacos helping. Uh, and what's, we're videoing now. It's great. And the best part is, is Brian dressed up. <laughs> You're wearing a hoodie. You're wearing a hat outdoors. You're not Nobody 12. cares. Nobody cares. You are this is a what grown they care man about. wearing a hat. Nobody a cares. Grown ass man. I've had to listen to this all night. 
<laughs> it's well, it's doing all, like, all uh, it's doing June 11th through 14th at uh, yeah. campsite. All right, so uh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I'm going to start at the, um, to me, the thing that, that cuts through the noise. And I don't care how much you want to argue with me about Lizzo. I've had this argument how many times on this show? I don't understand it exactly. It. You I will. T- I'll deal with you later. You will. Fine. You will understand. I, uh, I'll deal with the, the Lizzo stuff later. We've all had the argument. If you've been following any of this, we'll talk about the Lizzo thing here in a second. Uh, Tame Impala, Tool, Lizzo, the rumored headliners, all true. Worst kept secret all uh, The thing that cuts through the noise for me, uh, Miley Cyrus... Wow, at Bonnaroo is the most stroke of Coachella that I have ever seen Bonnaroo make. That's terrific. And yep. I'm not a fan. I said this in our our, our live Instagram video. I'm our not pre-show a fan meeting. Of, of Miley Cyrus. Here's what I love about her. I love the fact that she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I love that she doesn't care, and I love that she's always willing to do something that challenges you. I understand that is very uncomfortable that we have seen her naked as many times as we have seen her, but that is as big of a risk as Bonnaroo has ever put as the... You do the lineup, right? You go you go Tool, Tame Impala, Lizzo. I don't know what's for. It might be Flume, and it might be Lana Del Rey. But if it's Miley Cyrus, that is as big of a risk as Bonnaroo has ever taken. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see the show. I'm like you. I like her. I respect her. It's not somebody I listen to a lot of the music, but she's done it her way and good for her. What What do you think about on that Friday night on stage-wise? Do you see her being the headliner on The Witch like around maybe 10 or something uh, like that with Tool to being the late night, I mean, later good, night, midnight, or 11 o'clock on the what? It's a good question. Or do you question. see Miley before Tool yeah. on the... I don't see that crossover well, I mean, being there. It's a good question. Well, let's get to, let's yeah, get to scheduling. To think about I'll that. get to scheduling here in a little bit. But I find... I, I just want to, to hammer home the idea that I have a feeling this is going to get a lot of blowback, right? I think people are going to look at... Especially the Bonnaroo, really? the Bonnaroo, like the the hardcore Bonnaroo fan is going to look at Miley Cyrus and say, "What are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? This is turned into a pop. That, man, this I is turned into a pop festival. Uh, Live Nations killed it. Why are they doing this? What a sellout!" That sounds like me but, ten years ago. I don't know if you're going to get that now as does. much, doesn't it? I, mean, I, I understand. I, I disagree. I'm with Brian. I think you're going to look I at it and you're like, like, "Man, that's just one more great thing in the basket." I tell you the one that's blowing me, and we and it's way down. We we talked about it earlier. Turquoise with Jerry Harrison and Adrian <laughs> Blue. Oh God, here goes Brad being himself. Whatever. We did. We, Whatever. <laughs> me and Taco and Barry were talking about this. Thing. Whatever. Yes. I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> I love the fact that Barry Corner <laughs> is sitting in front of the Bonnaroo line. It was like, you know, I'm looking at Miley Cyrus, Flume, Oysterhead, no. Lana Del Rey. And you know what really surprises me? Twelve lines down at um, Alton Gun, Adrian. Bl- all, right, all right, Brad, come it's on now. King Crimson and Talking Heads. <laughs> I, I got it. I understand. I just, Youngin I just and find that be, you are the youngest person here. I find by the that way. to be just yeah. so <laughs> hysterical. That's all just right. one. That's just one. Oysterhead, Jason Isbell. Uh, I think it's a testament D, to how deep and how great this lineup. Leon Bridges, looks. who I yeah. love. Get, there get back with me in a week, and I'll have a little bit more of a. Yeah, an we opinion. just got. I this, understand. So I understand. So, so when I so when I look at the the thing that cuts through the entire conversation that will be uh, on consequence of sound on stereo gum the minute you open your computer today, 
It is going to say Tool, Lizzo, Tame Impala, Miley Cyrus, Headline, Bonnaroo, 2020. There's ne- I just don't recall the time where something like Miley Cyrus has been in that conversation. I haven't. I don't remember. Now, yeah, th- th- this, is, this is to me, uh, and I said this to a, a friend of mine a second ago uh, as they walked by, it feels to me like Cardi B last year, uh, but with so much more weight. Miley Cyrus is not going to screw around. Miley Cyrus is going to bring a show, bring a show. and no matter what I like about it or think about it, it is going to be phenomenal and enormous amount of fun. Pardon my ignorance, but I would put Miley Cyrus at a much higher overall international superstardom than Cardi B, right? I mean, she whether you like her or hate that's her. True. I mean, I'm not going to rank them, but that's I don't the, mean that you are, like, but, but that's still what it's one of those love or hate. I agree. Can you believe this is? Like, I don't believe Cardi B was like. What the, what the hell is this? I'm just fine, whatever. I agree. I'm I just agree. trying to identify the conversation. I got you. And I really think that the conversation is going to be Miley Cyrus <laughs> playing Bonnaroo. And it didn't, not is, one sniff, not one little tiny leak, not one little rumor. Not once. I ever yeah. saw Miley on it. I know you guys, and especially everybody out there listening to your show, follow this religiously. Yep. I never saw Miley, not even like, hey, what do y'all think about this crazy idea? Right. That's amazing they were to keep that that secret. That's just impressive all the way around in right. itself. I'm trying to think of the other like Nashville people that could have filled that slot that would have been as surprising. Well, that's where I was going to go with it. I wonder how much of it is the fact that they haven't had a female headliner before. I wonder how much that conversation played into the... The and maybe we'll room. try to double down and have a couple. And the Nashville thing. Yeah. You know, we everybody wanted Dolly. So I, I have to think in their head, the guys who booked this, Nashville and female. And so Miley would come up and they went and got her. And, and, and good for that. Um, I think the conversation, too, is going to be just what we've been doing for the last 20 minutes is how strong the whole thing is. Yeah, okay. All right. Let's go. Let's go to the weight of the entire festival. Okay. Uh, now, I understand that this is not a show that is built for the EDM crowd. We are not EDM people. Although That's a good Barry, point. I didn't even think about that. Although Barry loves my, EDM, my, there, there well, is. he loves. Well, Barry's the king of them all. You so. might as well call him Barry Nectar because he is the biggest bass Nectar fan you've ever. See you like. All right, I so, <laughs> so I, I just want to, I just want to like, if we were to like create the poster, somebody on Infraru or or Red is going to create the poster, right? And it's going to put it in traditional Bonnaroo style. It's not going to be like it is. By the way, two years in a row they built it by day. And how great okay? is that to have more talking points too? Though that's that's fun to be able to look at each individual. Well, last day. year we said they built it by day because we felt it was so weak. Boy, oh boy, if you well, put this on a poster. You said that. Well, I was just trying to create an argument. I'm <laughs> I creating content. I know you were. Mary, we got a lot of shows guy. to fill. <laughs> radio uh, guy. So if you were to put this on an actual poster, I mean, the first four lines are crowded. unbelievable. Be full. Be full. I mean, there, there are going to be times where you read this lineup and you're going to pass Run the Jewels maybe five times. And not even Run the it. Jewels is going to be as fun of a show on the witch stage yep. as you are going to find a Bonnaroo. But you're going to pass that how many times? 1975 has a massive, massive yeah. audience. Glass they Animals do. is what everybody wanted 
everybody. Everybody did want glass Young the, Young the Giant. Megan the Stallion could not be a big... You talk about these lanes. We have talked about lanes yeah. so many times on this yep. show. Megan the Stallion, the baby, Lizzo. You can see it all feeding. You can find... We have it left Friday. I know. We have it left Friday. <laughs> I know. So, so then you go to Saturday. Lizzo, Flume, Oysterhead, Tenacious D, Jason Isbell, King Gizzard, the baby Seven Lions. I'm just on the first two lines. <laughs> Tame Impala on Sunday. Lana Del Rey, Vampire Weekend, Leon Bridges, Young Thug, Grace Potter, Vlogging Molly Rez. I'm only on the first two lines. This is... As, yeah, I, I'm trying. Like you made I don't fun remember. Of me. I don't remember a lineup where I felt like the weight was all in the first part of the conversation. I look back on the Bruce Springsteen year, the Snoop Dogg Last year, year, and I say, "Man, look at all of that. The artists that that were there, and we didn't even talk about it. This is all up front, ready for us to look at. This is it's flip flop from last year. Remember last year we were like the top was, eh. it was down in the middle, and then the surprises." In the lower now, it's just like you're saying. It's yeah. oh my, do, 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 do. if you are somebody that is calling or complaining about Lizzo, I don't know what you're going to worry about. Yeah, go There's see it. There's nothing then, worried then talk to talk about it. Um, uh, all right, so I, I, Marcus King, I just saw. Right. That. <laughs> I know. So, oh, Hardy Horror, Durka Durka event. I know. Marcus King is great. Okay. Stop it, Brad. <laughs> I don't have any problem with it. All right, so Apparently he does. a couple a couple things. So I wanna I wanna like reset because there's so much to get to. There's so much to like dig into in this lineup. It's like my eyes can't peel off of it. I just want to keep looking at it because I keep finding things that I never expected to see. Isn't that one of yours? The struts. The struts. Isn't, isn't that somebody you turned me on to at one point? Uh, Brian, you know I would try to introduce you to oxygen if I felt like it would help your life, <laughs> but you don't care about anything yeah, that I bite say. You on it. I don't want. I don't need. I don't um, need oxygen. So. <laughs> So let's go through. Let's go through some of the things that that we actually knew were going to happen, and it turned out all of it to be true. Now uh, I want to go through some of the things that we said, and then we'll go through some of the things that Infaru said, and and the the blogs and the website said. Uh, when I said that there was going to be somebody that I absolutely knew was going to be there, and it, it, it was Brittany Howard. Uh, Brittany Howard is is my favorite artist on the planet. Um, it makes all the sense in the world that she's going to be on Friday night. Uh, I. Want to exp- I want to make this clear. It is stunning to me, stunning to me that Brittany Howard is the front woman. Uh, she's been on, on SNL. She's the front woman of one of the biggest bands on the planet, and she is on the third yeah, she's way down there. line on a Friday. That so is gonna be a stunning show. to me. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a tense show. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that be a witch stage sometime Early. around 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. That'd yeah. be a good spot. Uh, but uh, so that was that was that. Um, I, we also knew that there was no chance in the world that that the Black Keys were playing. We got that information early, uh, and yes, we were pretty uh, privy to the the Lizzo information. You know, you know, it's my well, girl. you made her. It's my girl. You made I, her. I didn't you made make her anybody. Career. No, I did not make anyone. No one <laughs> made anyone. First one ever to play her, he made her. That is true, but the other part is not. I made nobody. I was the first one to play her. That makes any. It doesn't matter. I'm trying to help you. Um, and then, but the rest of it really sort of falls into what we already knew. And something hit me when I when I opened this up and I looked at it for the first time when we both also we both saw Tool, Lizzo, and Tame Impala, and I went right by it. Right? Yeah, yeah, I, did, yeah, yeah. I just sort of knew it. Just keep moving along. It's crazy that I am spending every waking second that I have right now on 
everybody but Tool, Lizzo, and Tame Impala. They're all doing the exact same thing. And it's because I think it doesn't, I don't think it, it matters. It's part of the argument that we've been making forever. Headliners, not really necessarily yeah. what we need to worry about. And I think that Bonnaroo doesn't have a problem with the headliners leaking, which is why sort of Coachella did this a few weeks ago. Coachella lets their, their, their headliners out. What do they care? The headliners are not going to be the ones that sell that the tickets. That change, doesn't change anything. They're not going to sell the tickets. They're not going to change the conversation. Right. They're not going to drive the narrative. What's going to drive the narrative starting right now at 9.15 in the morning, if you're watch, listening to this right now, is Miley Cyrus, Bass Nectar, Run the Jewels, Glass Animals, Flume, Oysterhead, Tenacious D, Lana Del Rey, Vampire Weekend, Leon Bridges, Gray Spotter, on and on and on. Yep. All yeah, right. I think Lana Del Rey is, I mean, it's almost got a kind of a big uh, female presence on the top on each night. Miley and, uh, and Lizzo, of course, obviously on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Lana Del Rey, Grace, Grace Potter. Potter. I mean, it's just diverse. It's so diverse and By so the solid. Way, it just hit me. Somebody's with, with more information than I. When's the last time Grace Potter was there? Grace Potter a puts together Grace Potter puts together great set after great set when she's at Bonnaroo. It's always during the day and it's always she's a perfect really, which stage or early what stage. And it's yeah. always so hot and you just like struggle to get there. But boy, that Grace Potter set is so much fun when you're actually yeah. You question whether you should go because you're tired. You right. got something else to do, and you're always going because a girl wants you to go. That's true. And then when you get there, you're happy that you got. <laughs> you were having a blast because yeah. she's amazing. Uh, okay, I. I uh, I want to go back to Friday because it's the, fir the first two lines. So what we have talked about before in, in festival lineup world is that Fridays and Sundays are usually the days that they stack the most. Right. And they let Saturday sort of be a little lighter. Well, you, for they lack know, of a better they know term. you're already there on a Saturday, right? Yeah, Because you're I going mean, to be there. Right. If they can get you on a Friday and a Sunday or even a Thursday, they know they've got an extra probably thousand dollars a ticket on a Saturday mm -hmm. because you're going to be there anyway. It doesn't really matter. They can push all of their things on a Friday and Sunday and make the crowd go where they really want to, where they need them keep to go to keep everything right. sort of in order, right? Right. Um, with that being said, I am stunned as to how light Thursday is. Yeah, I had said before we started taping that I know one act. Well, uh, I, Lock I'm... And Poe, which... As we've said many, many times, I'm fine with that because Thursday is Discovery Day. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't so think that matters. I don't think whether you know anything on Thursday matters all that much. But I actually do know a couple names. By light, do you mean you don't know them, or you think it's just a light lineup, or both? It's okay, right, to I, admit you don't know something. Brad. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> good catch. I uh, yeah, you, I damn it, Brian, you're not supposed to be here today. <laughs> you see how uh, he I'll hesitated? Because I'll admit straight up, I don't know any of them. It I'm, could be a great lineup. I'm excited about learning what Thursday holds. Yeah. Uh, I love the regrets. The regrets are, have been really good to to us as a as a radio station, as a radio group. I like the regrets a lot. Larkin Poe has has Terrific. been really good to the city of Chattanooga. They've been here a couple of times. Um, I guess that I'm just... Big something, by the way. He's really good. Devin uh, Gaffillion's a national Oh, Devin Gaffillion. That's right. Devin Gaffillion's been guy. amazing singer-songwriter. You're going to like him a lot because his, his, the voice is terrific, but I don't know, man. 
I think I might. There's not that one big name you think might be that big third. Well, like, the big no the Courtney Barnett. Four, five, six years ago, Courtney Barnett was three or four years ago. Maybe, maybe. I think that I'm more a little bit sort of over the Grand Ole Opry. No, I'm totally over the Grand Ole Opry. I, I, okay I want to see what comes back. Yeah, yeah you okay said it. You well, but I also, said it many times. I also think the uh, Pre- Preservation Hall brass or the, the New Orleans Bay, I think that had run its course too. So I like the idea of, of, of continuing with this Maybe I don't know if we call it new tradition, but at least new annual thing. I hope it didn't do a lot for me either. It needed some. It needs some tweaking. So, as somebody, this is what's ironic and and uncomfortable. As uh, two people that are doing a radio show in front of you right now, I really hate the idea of going to the wit stage and watching a radio show. (laughs) I think that's very uncomfortable. Going to that tent and watching what happened last year. It's just it, it didn't work. It did not work, no, and I hope to God. I said, I and I love we love how much do we love catch? But this just didn't work. I hope you're to not God. sure we loved catch. No, or we, 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 we did. Absolutely, yeah, no, yeah, you okay. Know we love the catch, but yeah, the catch, catch is the catch. <laughs> we love the catch. Catch, Secor, he's going uh, but, there. But featuring special guests. Oh my God, I hope those. Special it wasn't guests. that so much. It was just it was like the commercial breaks. There was just too much time in between. It just was slow. It was slow moving. Uh, I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed seeing those guys. I get your point, though. It was slow, and you could see people leaving. And, and that's what I mean. I hope they tweak it. I think the idea, you know, we pumped it up beforehand. It's a great idea. Oh, man, we were so excited. Yeah, we were excited. <laughs> we were so excited. We'll see where it goes. All right, so uh, here's uh, the other thing that I was thinking about. As we were watching the uh, tweets come in and the Reddits come in as you get excited for lineup day, boy, that um, was a governor's ball. What, what lineup dropped as we were sitting uh, here? Let it go. You're gonna pick on me. No, aren't I'm not you? gonna pick up. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm not gonna pick on you. It was governor's ball. It was, governor's it was ball. Th- three. Right. Yeah, three. I was say he's got to pick on somebody other than me there, Barry. Wait a know. second. Governor's I, ball booked Stevie Nicks. I, uh, that makes no they? sense <laughs> for for what the governor's ball is doing. They're a top forty yeah, sort of like uh, you know crossover alternative pop festival. That doesn't make any sense. If Stevie Nicks was there, by the way, Stevie Nicks not going to be a Bonnaroo. But what I don't see on here is the Legacy Act. Well, it Ex- seems like the Legacy Act has been less and less over the years. That's Except Derek Harrison well, and Adrian, Adrian Ballou. Ballou. Oh no, I was no, I, lo- I know, but I was going to say Primus. Primus, yeah. But I don't, but I don't see a Kenny Rogers. I don't see a. See the turquoise. They're going to be doing the remaining light. It's forty years old. The <laughs> Barry <talking> Hits thing. <laughs> Barry, I'm on Brad's side. On I'm this a one. huge Talking Hits fan. <laughs> Barry, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking they about. Don't care. They don't give, care. No, there's no. There's give no me the Lionel, Lionel Richie. There's give no me the. Lionel. Give me the Kenny Rogers. They're not. They're not pulling for that fifty-five to sixty-five plus ish year old um, male or female that wants to have that getaway weekend because so and so is playing, right? Like Lionel or like Elton yeah, I, or, I, I, or whatever. Or certainly Paul would go man. far generations outside of that. But there's not one of those. And a couple of years ago, I said the same thing when Eminem was having his second headline, and you said. That was the legacy act. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn, yeah. <laughs> Eminem was the legacy act this year." Man. I don't know if that act, much, I don't know if that's important anymore. How much of this that though is us trying to um, guess how they build their lineups? In now, other that, words, because you guys have talked to the people who do it, so right, you probably and, do, do. But that. I mean, how much of it is it a formula like that versus? Hey, let's go get the best hundred acts that your we legacy can get. Act? Tool. That's your legacy act. Yeah. You know what they're I'm tw- saying? They're almost thirty years old. Yeah, I mean these these are all these are all fine points. I I just I wonder, 
I think Barry, Barry, you might be right about this. And the more that I think about it, we always keep, especially the the lineup nerds, and I consider myself one of them. We all just keep trying to find the band that fits the slot, right? That a previous band had actually that's what I mean that we're used created, to. yeah, that we're used to, and yeah, Lionel Richie created a slot. Kenny Rogers created a slot. John Prine created a slot. That's not how they're building a lineup. They're building a lineup mainly because they see shows that they think are really, really good. That's my point. And then they add some things that they know they need to do to sell some tickets. And then they add some things that uh, you know their partners need them to put on to get some other artists. That's how they build a lineup. And I hope to God that they can, they can put enough levels in there and, and lanes in there for you to... Right. So they can manage an entire crowd of people from the one lanes. spot to the next. That, as uh, as we've heard and talked about on here, the lanes are the most important thing. Yeah. You know, you get a Miley Cyrus, it kind of blows up what you've done in the past, maybe. Yeah, but you you go with it. You, you know. All right, let's let's go back to to Brian's original point and his original question is where these things fit at, at, on the stage. Now I have a feeling. Um, now I'm gonna. I'm about to do exactly what I just said I shouldn't do, which is find slots for people where they don't belong because someone existed in that slot before. Yeah. Uh, I love and God, I know I'm not supposed to talk about his name or say his name, but I'm gonna use him just as a as a proxy. I love that R. Kelly slot. That after the the Tame Impala slot, better yet, the original Tame, the, the original R. Kelly slot, now the Tame Impala slot. After LCD Sound System, a few years ago, Tame Impala gets that late night witch slot. On the witch. On the say, witch. Right? Boy, how great would it be if that was Miley Cyrus? Well, I, I have a I, feeling it's not going to be. I feel like it's going to be bass nectar, well, but how well, fun no, would well, it be? This is where I was about to go. I've been wanting to ask this when you said, hold on, we'll come back to schedule. Bass nectar on the other late night. Because the, the other has become the same size and same crowd size as yeah, the witch. True. Maybe... That's true. Maybe a Miley on the witch around ten I mean, ish or so. You make a great point. You make a great then point tool because later and then bass nectar to close down on the right. other at like one thirty. Which, which we or know two. they're moving the Calliope stage, so you know they're yeah, because make they're making the other the point of of yeah. of, of the late EDM, night. You might be exactly night. right about that. You might be right. Nobody's about that. sleeping in GA that night. <laughs> Boom. Nobody's sleeping Nobody's anywhere. Nobody's sleeping that night. Which, by the way, I want to explain to you why they moved Calliope. It's because the VIPs are and the the platinum members are sleeping right on the other yeah. side and of the wall. Sleep with their They're heart not thumping. going to keep the Calliope stage right there when all the people paying the money. Close yeah. yeah. All right. So That's uh, correct. So back to so if Bass Nectar goes on the other. Does Miley Cyrus take that late night slight, slot on the Witch, or does she play right before? Tool. I would love her to be on. I, I get why you're laughing and why, why we a question worth asking. But that that damn what stage is just so incredible. I want to see Miley on that stage. Yeah. I don't know if you cross it up and have bass nectar play in between the two. I don't think that makes any sense because you want bass nectar to be later than tool, I would think, right? I don't know. Because witch is just it, it gets better and better and better. But it's still disappointing at times. Man, yeah, I, that's they're putting a lot of effort the, into it. They, so they, they from are, what we've it's, heard, it's that better that's and better the and better. But it's not the that. what. There's not a stage in this country that sounds better than that what stage at any yeah, when given it's on, time. Man, it's pretty of good. Day. Yeah. And I would hate to waste like a, 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 a why am I blanking on Neil Young and Richie Frey and Stephen Steele's uh, uh, Buffalo, Springfield Buffalo Springfield in eleven. That was so. so 
just so disappointing. Yeah. Because I, it sounded so bad. I hate to interrupt, but I just now saw another thing in the lineup that I'm stunned by. Adrian Ballou is on it. Right, I, was I am stunned. I wondered where this was because I okay. knew you didn't hate to interrupt. <laughs> I was like, hold on. You keep Where's making he? fun of me. <laughs> Whatever. We're going to talk about From that. From 160s more band and next. More and more and right, more. I hate to interrupt, but <laughs> All right. I'm going to make fun of somebody now. I, I find, I think that this year is trying to, this was going to be so much fun to watch on Inferu and, and schedule nerds like myself. It's going to be so much fun to watch them try and create this schedule. This schedule is going oh. to be a S show to try and figure out how in the world you make Friday work. God damn you're right, Brian. You said this. We have not left Friday yet. I know. We're this is amazing to me. Uh, so, so I, I, I'm trying to figure out like how you could possibly put. You know that if we, we're creating lanes, right? right. So if you're going to create lanes, anybody that's going to be a schedule person, try and create a mock schedule. Uh, they're going to create lanes and they're going to try and get you to where they need to get you. Glass animal seems like a very, very uh, possible afternoon. What stage slot? God, that would be great. If that went, that would in, be so good. If that went into 1975, that would make a lot of sense. That perfect then sense. got you to Tool, right? That'd make perfect on, sense. On which you've got Megan the Stallion going in to run the jewels, going into Miley Cyrus, right? Those things start to make sense. I don't know if I'm right about this, but I just I've, I've got to assume that I'm I'm close as to how right, this is going right. to work. I just don't see Miley Cyrus playing in two tools. I don't either. I don't see that happening. No. That's the lead-in. That lead-in doesn't work as well. When you talk to your guy about the way things plan, the way things yeah. flow, that lead-in flow doesn't make a, doesn't make a lot of GD sense. bit of sense. All right. right. Let, let's finally move to Saturday. Um, so we, we talked about Thursday. It's, it's sort of like it's there. We're going to be there anyway. Let's go play and let's go explore. I don't care. I don't give a. I really don't give a damn what you give to me on Thursday. Yeah. I'm gonna love every yeah. second. Right. You're on house money this entire week. That's right. That's right. a great point. Friday. Um, by the way, boy, I just want to keep going on Friday. By the way, <laughs> I want to talk about Lynn and Stella. I'm not even gonna talk about Brittany Howard because everybody knows how much yeah, I love her. You love Brittany Howard. We Lynn and Stella is a superstar. I want to tell you a story about Lynn and Stella. This girl. Uh, tackled me at Lollapalooza. We were in this weird. I don't want to get too name droppy here. I'm so sorry really, about you that. Don't? I really don't because, yeah, but I've got to put some context that. on this. <laughs> we're at this very strange party for like chain smokers, and it doesn't make. I don't know why we were there. We just happened to be there. I didn't want to be there, but she was on the same label as the chain smokers, and I was there with the label people. But this girl runs and attacks us and tackles me and starts talking about Bonnaroo because, Barry, she knew the podcast. So I thought Lin you were going to say she knew Bishop Briggs or something, and um, you, you had to. <laughs> so Lennon, so she heard Lennon, about the table you broke. So Lennon starts talking to us about Bonnaroo and how much she loves Bonnaroo because she's from Nashville. She's on the TV show Nashville, and she's obsessed with Bonnaroo. And all she can talk about – and. Lala Palooza, it's a few days long, right? All she can talk about every time I see her after that is how much she can't wait to be at Camp Nut Butter. Oh, awesome. This, and I'm not saying I love her because of that, but this girl's going to I be a superstar. She is a superstar. Her, her show is damn good. She reminds me a lot of Dua Lipa really early on nice. when Dua didn't really know what to do on stage, was very uncomfortable, just needed a few songs to get her over the hump. Dude, Lynn and Stella is a star, a nice. complete star. And we can talk about Tones and I, which, by the way, Dance Monkey might be one of the most, with the biggest crossover hits of the entire year last year. Dance Monkey from Tones and I. That's going to be a fun show. That's going to be on the other because they're a DJ set. 
there's a lot to talk about in the upcoming weeks. Be a Patreon. We'll dig yeah. into all of this. Yeah, we'll Thewhatpodcast.com. All right, Saturday. Um, I'm not going to talk about Lizzo. Uh, let's talk about Oysterhead and how this is going to bring Trey Anastasio back to the farm again. Which, if you, if you believe anything about the way that Bonnaroo makes their money or, or believes that they uh, want to keep going back to their roots, Oysterhead is the only thing on this lineup to me that takes them back to their original roots. It, it is. I don't know how much you guys know about the band Oysterhead. They, they are really on the cult fringe of Fish and Primus. Now, you are one of these guys, by the way. When they were All first right, a so thing, I listened to a lot of this. It's, it's really, it's a novelty act. It's tell a, me it's where, a they are, where they are versus like String Cheese Incident and like a widespread panic. Well, where, where they don't come in with that is they don't have the longevity. They don't have the catalog. They don't have, they don't have the, the, the fan base for the, that specific band itself. Now, their tentacles go far and wide. I'm assuming Stuart Copeland from The Police is still their drummer. That's, that's what made that's it the super be. group. So yeah. the, it's, it's Les from Primus right. and Trey uh, from Fish and Stuart Voila, Copeland. Primus is on the lineup. And then, of course, well, I mean, Les Claypool, he used to be at this festival every single yeah. year, the first seven, eight, nine years. But really, from a, uh, I think for like the 420 Festival in Atlanta, this was a big first get because it was one of their first shows, and they really they were one of the first Southern festivals anyway to release a lineup, and that was really big for them because they cater to that 420 right. you know ish that kind of crowd. We need, I don't we need. A, I don't think that's a big heavy hitter there. I really we don't. A, we need a guy like him for EDM. You see what I'm saying? We need a guy like him who can talk about the har har hardy har har stuff. And yeah, you don't have an EDM correspondent. I don't have an EDM. No, <laughs> no, we don't even scare. I mean, I, I even think third on that list up there is is too high. I mean, Isabel, Tenacious D are far bigger uh, acts I know, than Oysterhead. I know, but, yeah, but, but let's get. Not, you're not going to put Trey and Stuart Copeland. Exactly. No, of course not. Exactly. Of course let's not. Let's get out of this. Let's get out of this this world where we talk about how something's bigger or. You know, sure. bigger than okay. one thing, bigger than the other. They've got to figure out a way to connect to their original mission. But I guess their my original p- mission. Well, it's not even a mission. I hate to say that because I'm putting words in their mouth. But yeah, their mission is to sell tickets. No kidding. But yeah, my point is, I'm not sure how many people who are there to see Oysterhead are there just for that. For Bonner, I just don't know how many. Well, it's a great question. Take that Oysterhead and create a lane. And here's where you go. Okay, there's where, there's, Brian, your, there's your conversation. Brian, here's you. On Friday, you got Glass Animals. On Saturday, you got Oysterhead. On Sunday, you got Tame Impala. You know, this is where the math of this and 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 the 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 beauty of it is where we thrive. This is where you and I start. Well, our blood starts boiling. Yeah, really. yeah, we start. Yeah. Our In- hearts start bracing. We love that kind of stuff. There was a reason why. And by the way. If you ever wonder what Barry and I might do in the future, it's going to like curate a music festival. It's going to be terrible, but we're going to think it's going to be really good. But like that's yeah. exactly what they did. They went, they created a lane where you you're going to see Tool, you're going to see Glass Animals, you're going to see Oysterhead, you're going to see Tame Impala, well, and that's going to be a pretty good weekend for you. I'm going to give you a lane just for this day without having any expertise into doing this, regardless how they're stacked. Oysterhead fans are going to be Tenacious D fans. I would say that's that's uh, not stretching it too far at all. And then I think a lot of these same people are going to be the Growlers fans. There's your small lane for that day. No one's seeing more than f- three, four, five shows a day if you're a super, if you're like a, a super festival goer. Well, don't you There's think a little bit of Ryan, you, you sit th- in the car most days. Don't <laughs> tell me you don't see five. Hey. 
I'm that just being your absurd. strategist right now. I didn't say I was going to do That's it. Absurd. Barry. What, wait, hold on. What's absurd? Barry is twice your age and sees twice more shows than you. <laughs> what are you What's doing? absurd with my analysis from Oysterhead to Tenacious D is the no, growlers? You said, you said you would see five shows a day. No, I said most people don't see that many. That's right. not true. Go, That's check not the tape. True. It's rolling. Check the true. tape. Check. See, I think you throw a Jason Isbell in there, too, though, just because he's just good. Well, and, and, and he's he knows Jason Isbell better than anybody on the planet, I mean, because they were best friends when they grew up. I but, did used to have his phone number. But, but Drunk at the Pickle Barrel? But, <laughs> River than Bruce. But there's a much different world when Jason Isbell has 400 unit than it's just Jason Isbell. I, you, Is never know, you never know for sure what you're going to get. Sometimes sure. it's a rock show, sometimes it's a lullaby. I would guess at a setting like this, if it was on The Witch, I'd love to see him on The What early Early on a Saturday. God, I want Is, him. Isabel on the what at like three? Brian. With yeah. a decent, if, you, well, if you he have, got lucky and didn't have 100 degree weather. He has a great point here. You know that time, that you know that, nice. that conversation you and I have all the time about we wish that there that Sunday morning church service like that Warren we used Haynes to go. Did 15 years ago. That we used yeah, to go to it with Mavis Staples. With yeah. Mavis Staples and Sharon Jones and Charles Bradley. We wish we had that back. Jason Isbell, without, without 400 units, Jason Isbell could do that every Sunday morning, every yeah. year, no matter what. Bring he's in just a guest got or that, two, sure. He's yeah. got that just heartbreaking, I just want to feel something this morning. I want to yeah. feel something at 1 o'clock in the heat. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the show I don't think that's what that. that's going to be. No. No. But uh, so when I, go to, when I go through Saturday, and I'm just going to start from the bottom and go up. Marcus King Band, you've talked about. Mountain Joy has been here before. They're the fun. The Growlers, I feel like I'm going to have to go back and look at this, but I feel like the Growlers have done like a Who stage thing. There are a lot of return artists that are like moving up yep. the ranks in this this year. And then uh, you're, there's going to be a lot of, mo- a lot of conversation about Nelly and Country Grammar. Of course, that was a root clue, and everybody sort of like hoped that was happening. That's going to be a, a ton of fun. I hope it's better than that. God forsaken. What was that show on the other that we saw that was just the worst? That rap show on the other. You were so excited about it. Too. Oh God, it was just the worst. Hip hop. I probably shows, told you I thought it was going to be awful. It, no, it was. Hip hop shows have such a hard time at Bonnaroo. It just doesn't translate. Well. Doesn't work. I hope that Nelly show works. Kevin Gates is another hip hop artist. I don't. I look. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. It's not for me. But it's all leading you to Lizzo. And there is not a, and I've said this once, I will say it a hundred times for anybody that is new on this show. There is not somebody that identifies and is more indicative of what this festival is than what Lizzo portrays on the stage. You don't know her. That's fine. That's what she portrays on the stage, but that is exactly who she is. Yeah. She is positivity. She is body positive. She is love. She is everything that this festival is supposed to be. And so when you're sitting in that room saying, is Lizzo a headliner? You go around the table, and every one of them that have seen the show will say, oh, my God. It was the most heart-wrenching, open-heart love fest I have ever been to. And I, I haven't seen it. I know you've seen it a couple of times, but what little of, what I have seen <laughs> is ten. it's everything you just said with a ton of fun. Oh my god! I mean, it's not just you know stand there and tell you love everybody. I want to mark. I want to mark the time. Blow it out and have a great. It time, is ten right? o'clock on a January sixth Monday, cool, crisp Chattanooga evening. I am predicting <laughs> that on Saturday, June thirteenth, 
Barry Corder will be twerking at Lizzo. <laughs> Your twerk game will be so strong yeah, at well, Lizzo. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go that it far, is but I'll, yeah. I'll go to the show with you. I thought we were trying to sell fun. this thing. <laughs> I want to see that no, booty work. <laughs> All right. We haven't even touched Sunday. No, seriously, the Lizzo show is that fun. Yeah, yeah. So, so don't... And that's what I love about this, going back and, and reading in my mind all of the posts and all of the conversation about who, what, when, where on these headliners. Is this good enough? Oh, my God. Coachella came out. Frank Ocean was on it. Oh, that's such a boring show. Uh, it, like You go through all of these things. You're like, oh, but is Lizzo good enough? They don't care. Look at what they had well, in no, their it, back it, it, pocket. They, 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 they were able to do that whether for whether you think it's going to work or not because of how much money they had to play with here. But seriously, though, an artist that was this less well-known that long ago being a headliner at Bonnaroo on Saturday, that is com- completely unprecedented. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. That is... Think of something in 18, 19 years that this is... Ever happened in, in any festival, I not think just there's several factors in play there. It's One, six months ago, nobody's barely heard of this person. No, I, I, I don't disagree, but I really think the ha- them never having a female artist, they were going to get one. That makes and that she's makes, what absolutely. eight Grammy nominations, more than me. Eight. It's had more. She's got more than me. So I'm not, you know, I'm not even questioning. No, no, it. I'm just I, saying out loud that how unprecedented of a of a move this is. But I do believe yeah, that I, without such a strong weekend, that would have been a pretty big gamble. And right now, I I don't care who headlines Saturday. It doesn't if, matter to if me. If she were the if she were the Saturday headliner, what four years ago when we started this, probably a different conversation. To yeah. your point, yeah, I just I think they can put do her on this lineup. Given every the timing of everything. Uh, you're hearing more pushback than I am. I, I think most people are going to be excited to see her, but well, but after she, after the Grammy Awards think, in the next few couple months, I bet the, the it's just going to get hotter. The name's just going to get. Hotter. I think. I think the pushback is not about Lizzo. I think the pushback is is mostly at the changing nature of what Bonnaroo is to the people that feel that Bonnaroo has been ripped out from under them. You know, I think that every half I, half I, decade we we have that same argument. I, I was getting to say it's time to get over that. It's not a that jam festival. It hasn't been yet. since year three. I was get over off it. when they put Radiohead in two thousand six. That was dumb. People need me. to get over that. It's twenty years old or nineteen years old. I know. It's it's not. It has not been a single thing for multiple years right. ever. I mean, the closest we can point to is it's become an EDM festival in the last four or five years. And just a that's little probably going to cycle through yeah. as oh, well. I, if I'm, it, if I'm, it just, is. I'm just amazed and at all at what this festival and, has and done. And don't forget, as Jeff Cuellar has told us, what, 60% of people who come every year are brand new. You know what I mean? So it's not like. A hundred percent are coming and saying, "Man, this isn't yeah. the same festival." No, but you, you got to maintain. You got to maintain both those. You got to maintain a core that this is this is the, something the I can't miss. That's right. That's the lane. And then there's a hold on. Wait a second. The FOMO thing, right? I can't not go. Lizzo well, or Tool let's, let, or, let me, or let, Vampire Weekend. Let me put there. it this way. Let me put it this way. There is a, and you guys will know it. So let's just start there. There's a guy in this city who does radio that is going to look at this and loathe it. 
He is going to wonder where his Bonnaroo went. And this know, is I, going to be this is going to not, be yeah, that's, and I don't, that's completely I, true. And I understand that there is a conversation that is so expired and the milk has ran its course in the refrigerator, take it out and throw the conversation is old and stale and we get it. But at some point, even guys like me and you are gonna look at this at some point and be like, This has gotten so pop music. Is this even what I remember it to be when I even went, and not even being the sure. the the jam band festival fan? That he- heck the he reason we be. started this podcast is we didn't know anybody on that lineup that year. <laughs> That's why we started the podcast. I mean, 2017. We needed something to do. We're like, I love this festival. Well, let's talk about something. I guess. 2017. I don't have that list in front of me, but with with Lord and the Weekend, and those are only two that pop into my head immediately. I thought this thing's gone really pop. And that was the bounce back from the 16 year, which was more old guyish with Pearl Jam and Dead and I think Tame. Yeah, Tame was that Friday night, I think, uh, in 16. Guys. And they made that pop. I think pop music is where it's at. I understand, but you could, you could take Lizzo completely off the lineup. This would be the most pop centric festival lineup they have ever put together. I think I might be wrong. You could take Lizzo off this lineup and they wouldn't lose a ticket sale. I agree with that. I didn't. Oh, this my, lineup, my that's, that's probably true. Yeah, I, I took that the wrong way when you said no, it. No, no, yeah. I don't mean to be hateful. Yeah, I, I'm I saying this is strong. All right, so let's go to. That's oh, by the way, this great. Well, by the way, to go back to. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say that the, as we've done this, we've learned from talking to Jeff and Ashley Caps and Ken Weinstein. It's not exact science. You know, it changes for them every year. They don't. And and I I would say the same for Hangout. I would say the same for Governor's Ball. They don't sit down with a hard, fast formula and plug it in and make it work. They have to react to who's available, what's popular. And you can't uh, please everybody. The other any festivals, time, they got to compete yeah. against the I other f- festivals. I find, I find what you said to be sort of interesting just then because there well, is good. there are certain there is it's, <laughs> not, it's, it's not often. Wait, did I say that? No, <laughs> it's what I said. I think it's what I, said. I got a little tingly there. The, there are there are certain lineup. There are certain festivals in this country that you can absolutely right now write what the lineup is going to sure. be. And, yeah, sure. And you can travel probably six hundred miles down south and find one. Uh, you know what the lineup is going to be, probably 95%. And I think what keeps people like me and the, and the dorky you know, lineup nerds going is that you really don't re- ever know what this thing is going to be. And we both, and I think that we lose track of how much that's actually great. And what awesome. keeps oh, this I, sort of I, conversation it going. It is great. There is like, yes, there are going to be years that it's going to irritate me. But boy, there are going to be so many years that I feel so phenomenal about not knowing at all what's about to be thrown my way. Uh, we do lose sort of sight the, the the ability of like living in the moment. That's all we sat this. here for three and a half hours twiddling our thumbs, waiting <laughs> on this damn thing. thing. You know, uh, I mean, how many times have we heard people say, I, I don't care about the lineup anymore? It's they're going to go see their friends, they're going to go to the camp. They're going to care about the lineup this year. They're going to care. Well, I've I, said that before I because go, I, I, I have a different experience, but you're, you're this this is I wanna go fantastic. To, I want to go fantastic back. To, I want to go one more thing before we leave Saturday is um, the Super Jam. Oh, boy. Pardon my ignorance. Who are we looking at here? Who, what is this? It's not Adrian. Uh, it's Blue. a band called Sylvan Esso, Brian. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Sylvan Esso? No. Okay, well, you need to unplug your microphone and leave. Uh, this is all my I... stuff. I gotta go. I'm tired, by the way. <laughs> 
Sylvan Esso no, hosting a super jam. I'm sorry, Brad. Su- Sylvan Esso hosting a super jam confuses me beyond belief. That is unique. It's it's challenging. I'm confused. I don't even know what presents with means. Yeah, I know, this, right? This super jam is going to be an EDM super jam because they've got a DJ. It's Sylvan Esso's two people. So it's a band or it's a performer? Brian, I am not doing the Wikipedia for you for Sylvan Esso. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm just not gonna do it. Let's talk somewhere else about Sylvan Esso one day. I am stunned. You and I'll go see Adrian Ballou. I am, <laughs> I am Wait, stunned. What? Stunned. Who's that? What, Talking who? heads. First off, King first Crimson. Never heard of. First never off, by of. the way, this is the David o- Bowie? this is David. the only Super Jam on the lineup outside of Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, we were pretty sure Brittany Howard was going to be part of some sort of Super Jam. If weren't the, we? That is a great point. I thought Brittany would be hosting the Super Jam yeah. because she's just got so many connections and she lived in Nashville for so long. But yeah. Sylvan Esso hosting a Super Jam, right? That is going to be a DJ-centric Super Jam. I can't imagine so... I, I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I don't know. But there's got to be a, a, a alternative reality where Sylvanesso is playing all, all of their songs with a band. I've never seen it. But it's maybe not it as happens. far afield as you might think. You get, you know, a girl talk... I thought it was going to be like a few girl years talk ago. Girl right. does a whole different thing than I thought it was just gonna be the drum beats. An EDM-centric you know? Super Jam makes sense to me. What doesn't make sense to me is not having another one. Yeah. Not having another one where, like, you've got... Look, okay, I go to Sunday and Bill Frizzell with Harmony featuring Petra Hayden, Hank Roberts, You've and Luke Bergman. You've never heard of Bill Frizzell, Brad? You know, I'm He's not... just the cutting edge of... I'm just saying, there's Americana. not... There's not I don't know who the hell he is. There's, I think it's not, country. There's it's not... Sounds, it's country. If it's the guy that I'm thinking of, it's country. There's not another but super I'm not sure. There's not a Super Jam. I okay. Some of the su- I mean, Super Jam is fun, but I, I mean, I don't know. You don't have to have a legendary one every year. Not not if you've got a bunch of other stuff working well, for you. Well, that's all I had to say about Saturday. Um, the so the we're going to come back to the Super Jam and Sylvan so I, I bet plenty of times when it comes yeah, right, to this. Before lineup. we do, wait, so, allow me to continue to be ignorant here. It presents with. Yeah, he was saying. We I don't just know said what, that. What yeah, is it? I, I don't know. We don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right, Sunday. Um, oh God, I'm just I'm just sort of a little. Wiped away the Vampire Weekend, not higher on this overall top to bottom lineup. Not the day by day, but top to bottom lineup. I'm stunned the Vampire Weekend, not higher. Vampire Weekend had just an amazing set on the What stage in the afternoon two years ago. They've got a new album. Um, It's a great new album, but they'll be right before Tame Impala on the What that Sunday, wouldn't you think? No. What do you, where, where, I where just do you don't. Think? I think Lana Del Rey is it, and maybe I'm wrong. I think Lana all three Rey, of those in a row would be incredible. I said, I sat I on one sat, stage. I mean, look, I, I don't. Again, I'm. Oh my god, I'm about to do it again. I hate that I'm about to do this. I do not mean to be patting myself on a back or name dropping here. I uh, sat, I sat in Dan Arbach's studio at the table where he made the Lana Del Rey album. It, we literally sat there and we had. Whiskey tequila and whiskey tequila sounds terrible. And <laughs> he looked at me and he said, "He said Lana Del Rey is the most amazing artist I've ever worked with in my life. Nice. It will never. Fa- I, I, I don't. I, she is on a level that you could have taken Lizzo's name out and put Lana Del Rey's there, and it would have been totally fine by most people. I don't see Lana Del Rey doing that on the witch stage. Maybe I'm wrong. Headlining the witch? I don't know, man. Maybe. Don't you see? Don't you not see Vampire Weekend headlining the witch? I also? don't know. I don't know how many times in history somebody in a better his, modern historian is going to have to tell me how you've gone from a what stage 
afternoon to a like whip a few years stained ago, evening. Yeah. I don't know. And this, I mean, the, this new album from Vampire Weekend is great. It's amazing. And a couple of the first singles are charting like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not just like, a, oh, hey, they were good. They still are. No, right. they've, they're charting. Lana Del Rey, outside of the Sublime cover, what? where is her new, her new music isn't released yet, right? Uh, I haven't. Well, she doesn't need one. She just had a new album. I mean, the new album is 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 her new music. I mean, this is her off cycle. So okay. of course she's going to do a festival. By the way, I'm just I'm looking at um, I'm looking at Instagram. We have 75 notifications sitting here. Okay, uh, coming back to Sunday, Leon Bridges coming back to the farm. That'll be fun. Um, that will be uh, that will I'm sound curious. a lot like what I'm guessing. Leon Bridges. It's the exact same yeah. thing. It I'm curious like, to yeah. see if it's changed. But that show hey, Barry, three or four years ago was awesome. Hey Barry. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Spoiler alert here. Not gonna change. It hasn't changed. <laughs> gonna. Yeah. I will say though, like he's, got new, he's got a new song out that is phenomenal. Yeah. Doesn't sound anything like he's done before. Um, and and what I have been told is that he has adapted and changed his sound a lot. Yeah, I've to heard not it. just great. Sound is it me though? Book. The more I look at this for the last 53 minutes, Sunday does seem to be the weakest. Of overall names? Uh, I mean, it just depends. No? Hillary, uh, Hillary says no. It depends. Pine, no. Grove, Pine Grove is a massive, massive indie alternative band. I have seen this show. I'm not going to talk too crazy about it and how confused I was, but Pine Grove is a, is a darling of the indie alternative circuit. So they're going to have a big crowd there. I would... Almost bet that they're going to be on the witch stage. As crazy as that is, it, it may be a, a hmm. it might be a, a this, but whatever. I might be wrong. Pine Grove is a massive, massive thing. The rest of them, the struts are great. Uh, we've talked about that. The struts are great. Yeah. The rest of it, you're right. I don't really know much about it, but that's well, why we camp, do the show. Camp with two A's. Uh, we play them on the alt station here in Chattanooga. They they got a decent sound, a little alt uh, Americana kind of sound. So. Look, the, the I've point. Never the point seen is vlogging Molly, so I'll drop by that one for sure. Sure, if you love you Boston. Know. Yeah. Um, so if you, you know, get in a little fight, you know, <laughs> a little mosh pit. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. It's it's kick it's somebody with your Doc minutes, Martens. My Doc Martens. Yeah. Forty-five minutes of fist flying. Yeah. yeah so, you know. Where I, else look, are you going to wear your Doc Martens? Look, there is not going to be a better way of closing the festival than a giant light show of what will be the biggest rock band of 2020, and that's Tame Impala. They are going to own the. Stop are you it. sure I, about stop this? Stop it! Stop it! I'm are not going to argue. Sure? Yes, I am All sure right, about it. Right, Tame Impala is going to own the rock space for 2020, uh, uh, unless I mean, they're fine. I'm not a hater, but I just don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't. I, I mean, I, we're going to projections here. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, like Tame Impala, the 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 show that they put on after LCD Sound System two years ago was absolutely Boring. phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> the light show was incredible. Uh, they could not sound better. You could. I would. Ha I have made this argument before on the show, and I've gotten beaten up about it a little bit. I do feel as though they have taken a little bit of the jam band space. Now I get it. That no, they, they've definitely taken. Some I of the don't jam feel band space. as. I know that they don't improvise like a lot of people want them to. I know that they don't have the let's just go with it and see what happens sort of mentality. But they still service somewhat of the same audience, and that show is as. Oh, God, it is so good. Well, it, and that is going to be as good of a way and as soul-enriching way, soul way to end it level, on, as you can find on a, on a 
hot, hot Sunday. On a smaller level, evening. never really did Primus or Les Claypool. Never really did the Black Crows, but they could identify and kind of cross pollinate with that jam band scene. And I think Tame Impala absolutely has done that. And I don't know if I would have thought about it until you said it. That brings Oysterhead people to maybe stick around for Sunday night. Yes. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree with you that now that I think about it that way. It, it's, it's like you haven't been here, and I wish you weren't. <laughs> Enough, Brad. Enough. Six months. Boy, how many days we got? How many days? Six months, and I get to live with this for six days. You feeling okay, Dad? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm excited. <laughs> no, this is great. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, when you uh, when you first got it in your hands, what did you? Uh, what was the the first thing that came to your mind? Strong, solid. I mean, I think we uh, three of us were out there printing it out. Um, Oh yeah, we were wondering where the hell you were there for a few minutes. We were like, waiting what's on, going on. We were waiting on this to come to us and uh, and then print it out so we could do this. Uh, I felt then the way I do now. It's it's a really good lineup. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of acts that I've never seen, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, to your name dropping point, that's I'm that's good get on this. I I, I well, hate. I hate that there there are too many name dropping op- opportunities in this. Yeah, lineup you were heavy. Me. You I, were heavy th- there, on this show. Uh, look, I'm gonna. I I don't want to do this, but this is, could not set up worse for me to be murdered at camp. That <laughs> camp guy. Nut Butter is going to <laughs> my kill pal, me this year my pal Tame Impala, because, my pal uh, because because Lizzo, Brittany, Lennon, and Lizzo are all there, and they're. I mean. I could walk them back to our camp, and you guys are just going to still beat me up. It'll be it. over the top if your boy Dan shows up. Your boy <laughs> Dan Arbach yeah, Dan shows Arba. up. My, oh, yeah, pr- my prediction. Here's my yeah. close personal friend, Dan Arbach. How are you my, doing? My How's prediction, it'll go more like, uh, you know, Lennon's going to come by later, and he'll be sitting at camp by himself all day long <laughs> waiting. <laughs> she is worth waiting for. No, you'll be there by yourself way. the whole time, waiting she, on her. She is. Uh, she, never oh. made it. Um, she never made it. She never <laughs> I think she's still coming. Yeah, she's coming. She said she would. Yeah, I'm at one exit one eleven fest still. <laughs> Is she here yet? It's Is cold as hell out here. Um No, I think it's really, really good. Um I think we're gonna pick it apart. Um you know, Sunday and Thursday there are still a lot of names I've never heard of. Well, so you I'm know what? Forward to that. You know what, Barry Corder? That's why the What Podcast exists for you because that's what we do. We dive into as much as we can to every artist that we can. Uh, for the Patreons, we thank you so much because we're about to do a show just for you. Um, I don't know how much left we have. Uh, but it's going to be just for you, which is exciting. And for those Patreons that have uh, joined us before January 1, I'm really excited that you're part of this. There's been a, a ton of them have come bef- since January 1, but since then, uh, we've sold out of the $20 level a month. Wow, it's amazing. Uh, Patreon level, which It was means, the shirt thing, right? Um, Me taking my shirt off. You taking off. your shirt off. That was way <laughs> low on the thing, so a lot of people are getting that. I'm sorry. It was sorry. the $20 if he leaves it on that did it. That would be great. Hey, uh, I want to mention, too. But we, we sold out of the, the $20, so we, we opened up for two more. There's two more nice. $20 a month possibilities, and that gets you on the show. So we're going to start interviewing Patreons l- literally starting in a couple of weeks. Nice. I wanted to say, when we were talking about the discovery phase of it uh, today, while you're listening to this, we, we're going to put together a Spotify playlist, too. So, Are you really? Yeah, I'm going to. You're so it should be this. active right now. You're going to do this. I'm going to do this. So mm. you can look for it. How early are you waking up to do this? 
early enough. Okay. All right. I got to write a story, and then I'm going to do that. So. Uh, David Grimes, Lizo Candor, Frank Swanson, Phil Hanley, Dustin Gehrig, Chloe Howe, Dan Sweeney, Lucy Young, Linda Doles, Chelsea Marie Davis, Jason Hazelbaker, and L. Watson. Thank you for being Patreons. Ella. For those... Did I say L? I said L? L. Ella. Ella, I'm so sorry. Ella. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, for those of you who have joined since January 1, we will get you on the next show, which will be very soon. We have got every week set up from now, maybe not now, very soon, up until the lineup is uh, literally in fruition on the farm in June uh, for the What Pack Podcast. That's Barry Quarter. I'm Brad. Uh, happy lineup day. What an exhilarating day. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you soon. Bye.